Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. challenged by really setting our mind on the kingdom and Romans 8 says set your mind on the things of the spirit and the things of the spirit is life and it is peace and we've been challenged to pray a certain way and really bring the kingdom into our prayer life and Daniel spoke about praying for peace praying for promise guys remember you're going to help me praying for provision Praying for power. And then the last one, protection. Praying for protection. And it's really just changed the way I pray and and the way that I look at this. And just entering into my prayer room with, Lord, let your kingdom come. Pray according to the kingdom. Kingdom is not food or drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So this morning I really set out to pray into promise, just step into, Daniel spoke about peace last week and forgiveness, and I just want to open a little bit for you as the Lord opened it for me about, about praying into the promise. I really hope I can give it as good as that I've received it. Um, a lot of people have spoken about, it's, it's not about the destination. Who's heard that before? You must say, you Het gaan nie oor om daar uit te kom nie. Right? Unless it's heaven or hell, right? Then it's pretty much about destination. Or unless it's Mauritius, then it's pretty much about destination. But people say it's not about the destination. And then they say things like, life is a journey. Enjoy the, enjoy the ride. <laughs> so if you're like me, I would pray, Lord, if you can just give me better wheels, I'll enjoy the ride more. Um, <laughs> And uh, there's a friend, he might be sitting in the service, he's, he says, money can't buy happiness, <laughs> but money can buy a Ferrari, and that will bring you pretty close. <laughs> so um, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> but really, just in my quest, after these promises, I opened up the promises of God over my life, and... I just started looking at them again and going through them and just seeing what the Lord has promised all these years. There's certain places in my life that is spoken clearly. Your parents speak clearly. Your wife speaks clearly. And the Lord speaks through all of them. But there's promises that we hold dear in our, in our heart. And the more I look at the promises and the more I hold on to the promises, the more I realize that there's a process. So tell the person next to you, there's a process. There's a process. And this process is really for us to possess the promise that I see in, in my zeal and in my strength to fulfill the promises of God. Guess how far your own strength will take you? It will take you to South Sudan. That's a little inside joke. But your strength will take you very far to fulfill the promises of God. But I see that there's a process to possess the promises. And we need to embrace the process. 
There's always been a promised land. There's always been a land that the Lord has promised. It's a land flowing with, you guys need to help me, milk and honey. It's a good land. We found the honey land. We're still looking for the milk, milk and honey. There's always been a land that the Lord has promised all of us, saying, I will take you to a land of milk and honey. I look at my marriage, I say, Lord, take my marriage to milk and honey land. Take my finance to overflow. Take my children. Take every area of my life to the land of milk and honey, the land that you have promised many years ago. But the Lord promised that to the Israelites, but there was a process, right? Tell your neighbor there's a process. There's a process. There's a process. And we need to understand God's process. So Exodus twenty three twenty seven, the promise... God says, I will send my terror before you. I'll throw into confusion all the people to whom you shall come, and I will make all your foes turn from you in flight. And I'll send the hornet before you, and you shall drive out the Hevites, the Canaanites, the Hittites from before you. That's the promise. And the Lord's promising that he would go before us. He would go in front of us, and uh, he would take all those heights away all the enemies and all the things standing in our way. But then he speaks about the process in the next verse, and it says, I will not drive them out from before you in one year. And when I read this, I said, come on, Lord. How many of you pray like me every Jan this year? Lord, this year, this year, I'm going to do this. This year, we're going to do this. This year, my finance, my wife, my kids, my business, this year. And then you read this word that says, I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Speaks of process. Speaks of process. It says, lest the land become desolate for lack of attention. So the process produces capacity to tend the land. Right? What was when God put Adam in the garden, what did he say to Adam? He said, God, this garden, God, this land, Tend this land and keep this land. So Adam was put in charge. There was a process for him to work the land, to work the promised land. So um, whatever we don't manage, we eventually lose in our life. So we are called to be managers. We are called to be faithful with what God has given us. And the promise that you carry now in your wife and in your children and in your finance, whatever you fail to manage, you will eventually lose. This is God's genius, that he doesn't promote us where our character can't sustain us. I read this and I'm thinking, isn't there other way? Isn't there a shortcut? And I've looked for that shortcut with the Lord. I've looked for many shortcuts. I've come to stop looking because I've come to realize that there's a process, right? God has a, there's a, there's a reason why things take time. Amen? I know it's a difficult amen, but there's a reason that certain promises are not fulfilled in our life because God is busy with the process. God is busy with us. God is, God is busy. Um, verse 30 says the following, little by little. These words I've come to love and hate very much, little by little. I will drive them out from before you. And listen to this. He says, until you have increased. So the Lord is saying, little by little, I'll give you the promised land until you have increased. So the 
process increases us. The process gives us the capacity to handle what God has, what God has in store for us. Amen? A process to increase us, a process that allows us to take possession of the promise. We must understand God's process. Deuteronomy 7.22 says, And the Lord your God will clear out those nations before you again little by little. You may not consume them quickly. So again, I'm reading this. I'm saying, Lord, come on. Give me a, give me a break. You know, give me another scripture. <laughs> Where's the suddenly? Have you guys heard of the suddenlies? And suddenly the Lord gave me a call. And suddenly, and suddenly everything was fine with my marriage. And suddenly my wife just loved me always. And suddenly we weren't fighting anymore. But that hasn't been true to my life. I've, 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 I've gotten sudden... sudden um, but there's a <laughs> but suddenly, sudden nightings, I've, I've had many of those. They come pretty sudden. But <laughs> it's, it's deep revelation that just comes upon you. And, and um, so I'm thankful for that. But the Lord says here that you may not consume them quickly. This is the word of God that says, I'm not going to allow you to consume them quickly. Why? Because he's got a plan. He's got a process. He's busy, right? Okay, I'm going to take it. You guys are thinking and, and listening and with me. And then it says an interesting thing. It says, least the beast of the field increased among you. So what are the beasts? Anyone want to try except Laura? <laughs> what is the beast that increases against you as you step into your promise? Maybe the beast of pride. Maybe the beast of selfishness. Maybe the beast of... Maybe the beast of doubt. Fear. Corruption. Entitlement. Big beast. Two heads. (laughs) Yeah, it's angry and it's ugly. But there's beasts that say the Lord says that you will be able to to manage these beasts, that as the Lord blesses you and as His promises are opened over your life, there's certain beasts that come your direction. And your character needs to be able to handle the pride and handle that blessing that the Lord has bestowed upon your life. In short, I would just say stay married or be married and that will really just help you out in a great way. Proverbs 13.11 says, Wealth one in haste will dwindle away, but he who gathers little by little will increase. So again, there's the words little by little. If you gather little by little, you'll increase. As the Lord makes you, shapes you little by little, you become more. You carry more capacity to handle more in your life. So the process of God is what? It's little by little. It's little by little. That's understanding the processes of God, that the promise that we hold on to, and all of us have a promise that we hold on to. Many times we say, but because there's a process. There's a process little by little to be able to handle that which God wants to put upon your life. So there's a process. So tell your neighbor there's a process. There's a process. The promise is not a prize. The promise... Is a process. I read about David. He was anointed as king at a young age, 
And then at age 30, he was anointed king over Hebron. And he ruled over Hebron for seven and a half years, from 30 to 37 and a half. He was king over the area. And then David said a funny thing. He said this. He said, David perceived that the Lord has established him. David perceived after seven and a half years of walking in the promise, David perceived, of walking in the process, David perceived the promise. Seven and a half years, he was actually living in his promise, but he only perceived it as he was walking in the process. So as we walk in our process, we walk into our promise. As David just did what David does, <laughs> being king and everything, He's, he walked into his promise, but it was a process. It was a process. So he perceived, he perceived that the Lord established him. And that's the word, Miller, that you will perceive that the Lord is establishing you. You will perceive that. Yes, okay, you can say, hey, that the Lord's establishing me. Joshua, at 110 years old, I so desire and wish that this would be my words at the end of my life, hopefully more than 110. But Joshua at 110, he said to all the people, he said, look around you before he went to, to heaven. He said, look around you. He said, not a single promise has failed that the Lord has promised us as a nation at 110 years old. And then he went home. Isn't that amazing? That's my desire for my life where one day I'll tell my wife and kids and whoever's around me, look around you, not a single promise. I know the fact that you're still here, it means there's still promises. Because if all your promises is fulfilled, you can to Then there's no faith to access anymore. There's nothing to hold on and then you can just go home. So all of us sitting here, there's still promises that we hold onto and that we trust the Lord for fulfillment. And as I speak this word, my hope today is that we would embrace the process. Embrace the process. Um, we get disappointed. We get weary, doubtful. We wonder. We weaken in faith as we ponder our own weaknesses. And we look at our own inabilities and lack of resources. So we weaken in our faith as God has given us promises. Then we step into the process and the process takes long and sometimes it takes too long. And we weaken in faith. But there's a key that I want to encourage you with. Romans 4.3 in the message says that... I wrote here, A.B. Abraham, A.B. 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 entered into what God was doing and that was his turning point. So the word says that Abraham, somewhere along his walk with God, God says, okay, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a father of many nations. And A.B. says, okay, sharp donkey. And then he walks this, this process of trusting the Lord and walking it out. And he, he messes up with the, with the Ishmael, um, not waiting for the promises of God. And then this word says that he entered into what God was doing, and that was his turning point. And we know the word about Abraham that it says, but he never grew weary in his faith. So Abraham ended strong. So I read this and I see somewhere Abraham entered into the process. Somewhere Abraham embraced 
the process. And this word has been a challenging one to me. I've, I've really, this, it's been a tough word for my own heart because the Lord has shown me where I resist the process. I see the promise and I'll testify and I'll debelove this funny year. And, and we can talk about the promise of, of God all day long because check how many there is. There's so many promises. But when it comes to the processes, then I, I, I want to link it to the invitation of Jesus saying, enter my rest. And I want to link it to the measure that I embrace the process is the measure to what I enter God's rest. Because in my own life, I'm looking for the shortcut. I'm looking for the easy way. I'm looking for another way. I don't want the consequences of my actions. I just want, I just want the promise. Is there, anyone, is there anyone that can say amen? Lord, just give me the promise. Just tell me what to do, right? Just, just change my wife. Just change my kids. Just change me. Just change my circumstances. Just give me a new car. Give me a new house. And the Lord says, okay, I want to, but there's a process. I want to form you. I want, to, I, I want you to enter, and I want you to embrace the process. So I'm sharing with you my weakness, that um, I'm learning to embrace God's processes in my life in order to take me to the promises and trust his way and trust his, his guidance. Deuteronomy 8 verse 2, it says, And you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Who of you have felt like you've been praying for 40 years or something? I'm putting my hand up and I'm not even 40. (laughs) It's like, Lord, when, Lord, when? You get wonder on that gebeur. He leads us through the wilderness. It feels like a wilderness sometimes. We've, we've, we've been praying. I've been praying. We've been praying for our children. We've been praying for us as a, as a couple. I know, I know mothers, fathers praying for children. Praying for years. Praying for that loved one to come in. Praying for, praying for a child praying for a grandchild, praying for a friend, praying for a spouse. It feels like, <laughs> should I put an age limit on there? <laughs> you can only pray for a spouse over 30. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, there's things that feels like we've been led in the wilderness, that the Lord has taken us through a, a, a wilderness process um, as we've trusted for these things and the next scripture says he does this to humble and to prove us, to know what is in our heart. So he proves us in the process. He humbles us in the process. So this process of waiting and long-suffering, right, long-suffering, this process, he makes it to prove us and to test us. So tell your neighbor, the process proves me. The process proves me. And what does it prove? It, it, the, God says in his word that he might make us. That he might make us. So the process makes me. So God makes me in the process. It's the process that makes us, all of us. And it's little by little it forms us and changes us. And he says that you might recognize and know personally that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God makes me to know 
God gives me a desire. God makes me faithful. God makes me to possess the promises that he has given me. Then many years go past and his son steps on the scene. His name is Jesus. And Jesus says the following. What does Jesus say? Many things. But he says, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I'll make you. So there's a promise, right? Where's the promise? The promise of Jesus that he will make us. Jesus saying, I will make you, but there's a process. What's the process? Follow me. Follow me. So Jesus comes to his disciples and says, follow me and I will, I will make you. I thought about showing this with my wife following me, but I'm not going to do that. Just, no. What's the promises of Jesus over your life? Or over that you know about? What's, what's Jesus' promises? Anyone? Give you rest. Give you life. Life in abundance. What's the promise of Jesus that you carry? Peace. Power. Eternal life. That, I like that one. It's a good one. It's an important one. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's with us. Lead us into all truth. He shows us the way to the Father. So there's many promises of Jesus, but then there's a process that he says, follow me, follow me, follow me and I'll make you. So as we follow him, he makes us. As we follow the Lord, then he forms us. Why are we here today? Why do we worship? Because we follow Christ. As we follow the Lord, then he makes us. A quick story, and then we're going to end. Um, it was in 2006 where I met the Lord Jesus Christ in, in Dubai. We were in a worship setting, kind of illegal back then. And um, we had communion. And I remember standing somewhere in the middle, and I just had the communion in my hand. And I closed my eyes, and I prayed. And the next moment, the Lord took me. And I was, I was in the upper room. And as I stood there, I... I saw the disciples and I started counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And um, I'm thinking, am I the thirteenth disciple? And I stood there. It was an amazing experience. And me, knowing me, if I maybe waited a bit, Judas would have gone out, right? And then I would have made the twelve. <laughs> but always a little bit too quick, you know. Always a little bit too quick. Stay behind the guide. So I found myself there, and I mean, 13. I mean, that's in the rugby team, you're still on the field, right? If you're number 13. I think you're out in cricket. But um, there I was. And anyway, as I thought those thoughts, suddenly I was in front of the Lord, and he had bread in his hand, and he broke the bread, and he gave me the bread. And the Lord said to me, follow me. I'll make you. He spoke to me those words. He said, follow me and I will give you. I'll give you the desires of your heart. Follow me and I'll make you. We're still following and he's still making. Amen. 
So the Lord has called us to follow him. And as we follow him, he makes us. It's a process. So this morning, there's an invitation. Um, And there's two invitations. The first one is to those who have never been called, to those who have never heard the call of God upon your life. As I spent time before the Lord, I just felt his heart that he wants to speak to you. And he wants to reveal himself to you. And he wants to personally tell you, follow me. And I will make you. So if there's anybody whose heart is burning for that prayer, I want you to stand right now. If you want us to pray for you, that there's an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I prayed for my kids. I said, guys, let it burn in your heart to meet the Lord. I read about Paul, and Paul said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get my message from flesh and blood, but I got it from a direct revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm saying, Lord, I want that. I want direct revelation from Jesus Christ. I will say, yes, I can tell you some of these things. I said, is there anybody that desires that? That I can pray for and we can pray for? That you have never heard the voice of the Lord and you've never heard the calling. Many are called, the word says. So maybe he's called, but maybe, you know, you weren't ready. But that's the promise. Second invitation is... I think pretty much to most of us. And the word is returns to station. And I want to speak to those who are weary, those who have lost hope, those who have given up, those who have hope for a spouse, hope for a child, hope for a friend. Um, A promise of an inheritance, maybe a relationship with a father, mother, or sibling that you desire. Just the promise that the Lord has given you in your life and you have lost hope. You've become weary along the way. I would love to pray for you. And I want to encourage you to hold on to the promise. To embrace the promise is to believe and trust in God's timing. I said, Lord, what is to embrace? Show me. He says, it's to trust me. To believe and to wait for my timing. That's to embrace the process. So you might be sitting here and thinking about all the promises that hasn't come to pass. The hope defers makes the heart weak, right? In all of us. There's promises I hold on to, and I want to encourage you to strengthen, strengthen faith this morning, and to rekindle the fire, and to awaken the promise and the word of God upon your life. Because the word of God never dies, never goes away. It's ever living. But us as a people, we grow weary. So this is the encouragement to embrace it. As it is written, he who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existing things that has been foretold and promised as they already existed. So this is the Lord who gives life to the dead. He gives life to the dead. So that promise that you might hold over a loved one or a hope or desire that you carry in your heart for somebody, for something even, that God calls that to life this morning. Abraham was the father of faith, and at 99, he didn't weaken in faith. So I read this, and I said, Lord, how is this possible? I mean, look at us. Kijk nou my, kijk hoe sikkel ek op 37 om net vertrouwe te hou, to trust the Lord. 
One day you're there, one day you're there. No, praise the Lord, I'm trusting him, this, this, and the next day, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How is it that, how can Abraham be so strong in faith at a hundred years old? How did he do it? And the Lord showed me something here. It says, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. Again, wow. Concerning the promises of God. And listen to this. He grew strong and was empowered by faith. Abraham grew strong and was empowered by faith. Abraham grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Abraham grew strong and empowered by faith. How? As he gave glory and praise to God. Abraham walked this daily. Abraham Abraham did the word. And it says, as Abraham gave praise and as Abraham gave glory to God, that God made him to be strong and he empowered him to keep on walking up to a hundred. And then, I don't know if you know, after Sarah died, toes Abraham wit warm, toe kry hy nog vijf kinders. Toe sy eersraag. He had another five children. So, I mean, that's the promise and the blessing of God. <laughs> I, I, I used to be very serious about the things of the Lord. There, were, there used to be this bent that I think the more serious, the more whatever. But we can have a lot of fun and God, God, can, God can change us and touch us, right? So... Um, so this is the word that he was fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he has promised. And I want to I wanna encourage you right there where you're sitting is to bring those promises to remembrance. Bring those promises to remembrance. Maybe close your eyes. I'm going to ask Andre just to, just to, so that we can apply this word. Bring those promises to remembrance where you have weakened in faith. The promises that you have given hope up, you, you, you've lost hope, you've, you've decided you're not going to ask anymore, you're not going to trust anymore, you're not going to believe anymore, because it hurts. But I want to I wanna, I wanna ask you that as you give praise and glory to God, that He will give you strength and that He will empower you. And the strength and the empowerment is that your faith will not fail. This morning, all of us, there's promises that we hold so dearly onto. And I want to encourage you to hold on. I want to encourage you, do not hold faith. And as Andre is playing this song, just where you are seated, just, just, just connect with the Lord, like my dad. Just connect with the Father. And as... He gave glory and praise. God gives the strength. God gives the power to endure. So just receive where you are seated. Call those promises to remembrance. Bring those loved ones. Bring it to the surface. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.